Thanks for joining us for this short, special edition of the Contrast Theory Podcast. While the full-length episodes will come back soon, here are some short book overviews to tide you over until then. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm here again with Dr. Ewan Lowe. Nice to be here. Good to have you here. And so today we're going to be talking about the book of Luke. So you know the book of Luke very well, I'm guessing? Reasonably well. I'm, <laughs> I'm teaching it at, at um, sort of master's level and third year bachelor level at the moment. So yeah, getting to go kind of slowly through it, which is a real privilege. It's really nice to be able to do Luke and Acts together. Mm. Well, Luke and Acts together are some of my favorite books. So Luke is Luke uh, as in of itself as a book is mm-hmm. one of four accounts yep. of Jesus's mm-hmm. life, death, and resurrection. Why are there four different accounts? So that's a really good question, and it, there's a whole number of different factors that come into this. Um, but essentially, it, it's like you know, if you call a witness in a court of law, that that's great. But if you can get four different witnesses that tell roughly the same story, then that's much better, isn't it? Uh, so, so, so that's kind of what's going on, you know. Um, what happened was really in the first century, um, different people connected with Jesus, affiliated with Jesus. Um, traditionally, we would call them Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Um, went out into different parts of the world and and told their stories of Jesus. And over time, these stories, um, I guess, became longer and more complex, and then eventually were written down. And became the gospels as we know them. So, so these gospels are all different people's reflections on their life, um, or, or, or on the life of Jesus, I guess, or their life with Jesus in some senses. Um, but they all have the same, I, I guess, key thing, which is to talk about who Jesus was, what he did, and why he was worthy of being followed. Um, there's been some really interesting work comparing, um, Luke in particular, but all the Gospels, um, to Greek- Greco-Roman biographies. Um, so if you read a biography of, um, you know, the first emperor, uh, first Roman emperor Augustus, right? There are some interesting similarities that are being used, uh, by Luke, uh, in order to talk about Jesus. So, so what we see here is that essentially these Gospel writers are drawing on existing conventions and ideas that were around them at the time in order to tell the story of Jesus in a way that would appeal to the people who were listening to it. And, um, and often for a specific purpose. I mean, Luke says, um, you know, you, you, in order to strengthen your faith, essentially to teach you, you know, about your faith. Uh, John says that in order that you may believe. So you have the four gospels. Um, you know, each of them written at different times. So Mark is written first, we mostly think. Uh, Matthew and Luke are written after Mark because both of them actually f- draw bits out of Mark in order to tell their story. Um, I mean, if the work's been done, you know, they, what they do is they f- they draw on it and they tell their own, you know, recollection of it. And then you've got John, which is the theological gospel. And John, we think, is written a little bit later. Now, this is sort of a feedback loop because John's theology is much more advanced in some ways. Uh, than Matthew and Luke, which leads us to believe, well, it must have been written later um, because um, only later after, you know, a bit of time do we get more advanced theology. So so that's kind of where we where all of those sit. Um, so, yeah, Four Gospels, One Jesus, um, which is the re- a title of a really good book, by the way, um, Four Gospels, One Jesus. Everyone should go and have a look at that. Um, and obviously we're talking about Luke. Yeah, well, what can you tell us about Luke as the person, you know, the person writing this book, and obviously he also wrote Acts, but what, what mm-hmm. can you tell us about Luke? 
Sure. Look, um, with the gospel writers, we we have to be a little bit cautious, right? Because nothing in the gospels ever explicitly tell us that these are written by these people. You know, in Greek, um, the, the the title of each gospel is according to Matthew, according to Luke, according to Mark. So it's kata Johannon or kata Lukan, right? Which means basically this is the story that Luke told. So was the story itself that as we have it written down by Luke? Well, we don't know. But what we do know is this is the story that is attributed to Luke. So this is what he would have told the people around him. So, you know, let, let's assume that it was the same Luke that we, we find in the, in the rest of the New Testament. We don't know much about him. We know that he followed Paul around um, on occasion that because Acts sometimes lapses into us, um, so indicating that they were traveling together. We also know that he was a physician. Now, we don't know what kind of physician he was. Um, you know, we, we don't really know heaps about uh, how how in-depth, you know, <laughs> you know, he, was he a specialist? You know, <laughs> um, was he an oncologist? We don't, you know. So, so th- that's a little bit up for grabs. Uh, what we can tell from reading Luke is that he is reasonably well-educated. So he he writes a bit more fluidly with his Greek than um, the other, and then Mark certainly, and, and probably Matthew to some extent. We know reading through, although it's not sure if this is him or his audience, that he is very familiar with Greek and Roman, especially Roman customs and cultures, because he makes reference to them a lot in, in the way that he talks about Jesus interacting with them, where, where Matthew and and Mark and John don't kind of bring those out in the story as much. Luke really does um, actually draw on that. An interesting point um, that, that I will also make about four Gospels is that, you know, it, it means that the Christian message is very hard to fake, you know, because, you know, we've all heard the stories about like, oh, you know, Dan Brown and the Da Vinci Code and all that. And, oh, well, you know, that didn't really happen. The church faked all of it. Well, it's actually much harder to fake four cohesive documents that are all written in a different style and say roughly the same thing, but in, with different details. And over, than it is over to, a long time as well. Well, that's right. Over, you know, probably 20, 30, 40 years, right? We, we, we know that there is a spread of time between them. So these documents are extraordinarily difficult to fake in this way. So we know that very likely these were true. So, so that's a nice little helpful little thing that, that can help next time you read the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> okay, so what are the major differences? Like we, we've talked a bit about the fact that Luke is probably a bit more educated than, than the other writers of uh, the other Gospels or mm-hmm. the books according to. Um, yeah. What are the major differences when yeah. you're reading Luke's as compared to others? Sure, good question. Um, with Luke, we... Well, Luke is very clear right from the outset, right? He says, this is to Theophilus. Um, and I've done this by interviewing eyewitnesses. You know, he says, other people have told um, their own stories, which is a good hint that Mark, the Gospel of Mark, was already floating around or, or, or some sort of version of it. Um, and he says, I decided from the outset to, to make my, our, our, my own account for you, but, you know, with due diligence, asking the right people. And so what we find within Luke is actually a bunch of unique stories that we don't necessarily find in other Gospels. So, for example, the start of Luke is completely unique, right? You know, Jesus, um, we, we hear from Mary, we hear from Elizabeth, we hear from Zechariah, and then we hear a little bit about John the Baptist before we then see Jesus. So it's very likely that um, um, Luke had access, or whoever, you know, um, was telling the story, let's just say Luke, 
had access to um, someone like Mary or Elizabeth, probably Mary, actually, which is an incredible, huge deal when yeah, you wow. think about that, it. That's actually pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and like, you know, the story about Jesus um, at 12 years old being left behind and going to the temple, right? I mean, who's going to tell you that story? Yeah, who else, who else would possibly know that? That's really, that's yeah. really crazy. I, I actually never even thought about that. It, it's insanity when you think about it because this is a deeply personal, intimate story about Jesus, right, and his parents. And and, and it, <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think about it. In order to tell this story, they have to fess up. Mary has to fess up to Luke that, oh, yeah, there was this one time we left the Son of God behind in the temple for three days and forgot about him. Like, you'd think that if you gave birth to the Son of God, looking after him would be a number one priority, but apparently not for Joseph and Mary. Apparently, they can get almost all the way back home before they go, hey, where's Jesus? Oh, I thought he was with you. No, I thought he was with you. <laughs> so, so, so that's one unique thing about Luke anyway. The other thing is that Luke really, really emphasizes, I guess, the, the social justice aspect of Jesus. Not that the other Gospels don't talk about it. Of course they do. But Luke makes really brings that out of the Jesus story, you know, right from the outset. What we see in Luke's gospel is the first thing that he notes Jesus is saying in public is reading the scroll of Isaiah and saying, um, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, proclaim that the release of the captives and the um, returning of the sight to the blind, the oppressed will be set free and the year of the Lord's favor has come. So, you know, that's kind of Luke's mission statement. Sorry, Jesus's mission statement in Luke. Um, so, so that's another key distinctive. And what you'll see all the way through Luke is lots of little parables that talk about how difficult it is to be a disciple of Jesus because of the cost involved when it comes to social justice. You know, stories like "sell all your stuff and follow me." It is harder for a rich man to enter the rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven than a camel to go through the eye of the needle. You know, all of this sort of stuff is very, very prevalent. In, in the Gospel of Luke. We also see, uh, of course, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and this is a very interesting little thing where if you document and you follow the Holy Spirit all the way from Luke all the way through to Acts, the role of the Holy Spirit actually slowly increases in line with what the apostles are being asked to do, of course. Um, but, you know, and the other interesting thing, actually, by the way, guess who the first person in the New Testament to receive the Holy Spirit is? Luke. Well, well, clearly not. <laughs> but most people would say Jesus, right? You know, in, in almost every account, people are, oh, well, clearly it's Jesus in the New Testament. Well, it's actually not. It's actually um, Elizabeth. Crazy. The, the Holy Spirit, the first person to receive the Holy Spirit in the New Testament is an old woman who, you know, couldn't, um, was barren or couldn't have children in, in, in the parlance. Um, so someone who was at the margins of society. So right from the outset, you know, there's this little, all these little hints and indicators that this gospel is not just for the Jewish people. This is good news for all people, the poor, the marginalized, the disenfranchised. You know, um, you know, Jesus, Jesus has this amazing encounter with a, a Gentile centurion. Um, in fact, here's another interesting little snippet that comes out of that story. Jesus never meets a centurion face to face. We always think he does, but he doesn't. It's all done by proxy, right? The centurion goes to the Jewish leaders in his town and says, please go to Jesus on my behalf um, because he's a good, you know, a good centurion and a good, um, I guess, Gentile who, God-fearing Gentile who understands that he, Jesus 
if he sees him and touches him, he will be made unclean. I don't think Jesus cares, but um, but these Jewish guys go to Jesus and say, hey, look, you know, you got to cure this guy's servant. And, you know, he, um, he says, all you have to do is say the word and it'll be fine, right? And Jesus is like, wow, not in all of Judea have I found faith like this. And he says, wow, this guy's healed. You know, so that's an interesting little thought in our um, social distance world <laughs> at the moment <laughs> with, with the way things are going on, that Jesus doesn't need to see someone face to face in order to change their lives and to heal someone. And I think that has very serious implications for the way that we continue to do church and, and to do our lives today in the midst of COVID-19. You know, people are like, oh, no, you know, church has changed, life groups have changed, everything has changed. Yes, it has, but that doesn't mean we still we can't keep changing lives because the power of the Holy Spirit transcends human limitations and human physical touch. So, yeah, totally. Nice little encouragement there. Well, you know? just just for context for people, uh, we're we're recording this in late March uh, oh, yes. of, of twenty twenty. So, you know, just in case you're listening at a different time, uh, this information is actually super relevant right now. Yeah, it's such an important story for where we're at right now. So. Really glad to be able to kind of share that out, out of this gospel, especially. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, yeah. let's 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 finish this with mm-hmm. let's go for an overview of Luke. Let's an overview of Luke, sure. I mean, like all the other gospels, you know, you you find Jesus, he does some cool stuff, then he 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 dies, and then he gets resurrected. But <laughs> without being too facetious <laughs> about this, um, it is interesting because we we begin with. Um, significant events leading up to the birth of Jesus, right? Um, there's no three kings uh, or no kings at all <laughs> in the start of Luke's narrative because Luke doesn't, um, you know, Luke's not interested in them in that sense. They're not a part of his story because Luke is telling us about how Jesus appeals to everyone, the, the common folk, right? Not to the kings and the queens. But even despite that, we still see significant events, prophecy, you know, um, the way Jesus is. Out of this, Jesus is baptized. Uh, he doesn't receive the Holy Spirit until he's out of the water, unlike in Matthew, where he receives the Holy Spirit in the water. Um, but then Jesus goes out and he starts doing amazing things. He calls to him his disciples, and he sends them out on mission really early uh, in Luke. You know, they're, they're sort of halfway through the, 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 the story. They're already out doing things. Um, Jesus continues to teach a, a message of the kingdom, which means justice, which means um, equality, which means radical inclusion. Uh, And because of this, you know, we we see eventually he annoys enough people that he is crucified. He's found innocent by the Romans, but he's crucified anyway. And then after three days, he is resurrected. He reappears to his disciples and, and they say to him, what happens next? And he says, go and wait until the Holy Spirit comes and gives you power from on high. And they know about this because they've seen the Holy Spirit working um, through Jesus this whole time. But that's where we leave the book. And it comes in. then we come into the book of Acts, which is our exciting next chapter. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this overview and uh, explaining, uh, sorry, explaining Luke to us. And uh, we'll be back for Acts, actually, in the next Excellent. episode. Look forward uh, to it. Thanks, James. Awesome.